weekend edition of the Weekend Wire. I think this is our 130th episode. Ooh, not, big milestone. Yeah, I'm not. It might that might have already happened. So I'm not. <laughs> that might have been last time. I'm not sure. Um, I can check. Great start. But we, yeah, we had a pretty entertaining Sunday. Um, Sunday matinee game. Um, Suns Mavs. Look at yeah. you dropping big words tonight. Okay, um, and. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's this is number one thirty. So, um, yeah. So okay. Suns Mavs. Um, I almost went to this game actually. I did not say this off the air, but I was almost yeah. convinced on Friday the game. This game happened on Sunday, but on Friday night there was discussion about potentially getting up at like six on Saturday and going. And yeah. Um, why didn't you go i should have i was just like i don't know i like my fear was that like what i really didn't want to happen is get all the way up there and then katie gets ruled out like while we're at the game Ah, you still gotta take that risk (laughs) i know it's only dallas yeah Yeah, i know it's not far but (laughs) i flew all the way out to phoenix and i get to see him so (laughs) i watched the game (laughs) <laughs> I watched the game on TV for the whole game. It's a great game. Um, we're going to talk a lot about it um, and what it, what it could mean for both these teams because it was the first time that we've seen uh, KD play in full for the Suns um, where, I mean, we haven't talked about him playing at all in this podcast. We talked about, we talked about him getting traded, but this was the first game where there was no – minutes limit i think he played like 39 minutes in dallas yeah. um oh, he had a very loose minutes restriction <laughs> yeah like I, not, it, yeah. I just thought <laughs> i just assumed that they were going to be really careful with it and it just it, it, he looks fine and everything's good and i i don't know so um yeah. early early in the game you could see like the stuff that we talked about with this trade where it's he's coming off these these drag screens and you've got Booker on the other side, you've got CP three still, you know, drawing some attention at least. And you've got a shooter in the corner maybe. Um, and then all eyes are on KD pretty much still where you're still having to shade towards Booker, but then you're able to hit Aiden off of this little roll where he ducks it in. Um, and Booker did, I think Booker does a better job with this overall than KD does. Booker's been, the the playmaking has in terms of like assist numbers has gone up a lot since since the Katie trade. Um and he had I think he had eight on Sunday. But um these little Aiden drop-offs where if you're worried about him like getting involved or getting unhappy, this is the way to do it because he's just getting these free rolls. Um and yeah the Mavericks defense is not great. Um but I don't really know like I don't see like teams being able to stop something like that no matter who it is really um, just because of all the spacing you have on the floor. Um, and I think this will get easier as the sun sort of figure out who that fifth closing guy is going to be, whether it's Wayne, Wright, Like we, like we saw on Sunday um, who, who can shoot, but not much else. Um, you have a, Kogi. I think that was like a one-off. Yeah. You have a Kogi. Yeah, he was not, hot. Yeah. yeah. Like a Kogi who, you know, could do a bit of everything. He's good, great on defense. Um, Ross, veteran, more of a shooter. 
Um, and those would probably be the three. Um, Craig, Tori. Yeah, but do you like? I, I trust him with my life. <laughs> I just kind of have more I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I mean, he can knock down an open one. He's not great, but like, it, like, like Kobe is probably the best of the three. Yeah, but yeah. three or four that we named, but. Um, I think Craig, like, especially defense, offensive boards, uh, defensive boards, I think he might kind of have, like, the most overall package. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I was mulling it over in my head, and, like, I was like, I don't know, like, you would think Aiton's a lock, but, like, even Aiton, like, in certain situations, maybe you just want more shooting. And so maybe you go Wainwright and Kobe or uh, Kobe and Craig um, and downsize a little bit, you know because you still have kind of KD lurking there um, as the interior defender. So I don't know. They, they have a lot of options. It might be too many options uh, is my biggest worry that, like, Monty's just going to mess it up in the playoffs because, like, he's going to go with the wrong guy because, like, that's what he does. But, like, I don't know. It, it's not – I don't know. There, there are a lot of options. So The Suns early on in this game were doing a great job of moving the ball – and it's, it felt like when they were making the Mavs play faster, it was really advantageous for them, where Booker is just able to slice and transition and stuff. Whereas Kyrie, even with Kyrie um, sort of adding this, this, this improved pace to the Mavs, you, you're, I think they still want to play slow with Luka and have him just sort of create as many open shots as possible and draw fouls and uh, put put pressure on the defense that way. Um, the Suns did a great job of getting back to the ball movement stuff in the fourth, in the in the second and third quarter. Their their offense kind of got a little ISO heavy, and the ball wasn't uh, moving, flying around as much, sort of sticking. Um, and Wainwright hit some hit some big threes in this game. Um, he kind of became the fifth guy down the stretch. Makogi uh, played pretty poorly, but. Uh, that's that's gonna be something to watch. Um, just just going forward, like we talked about, um, it could be a ride ride the hot hand situation, like we've seen with the Clippers uh, answering this question in the past, or it could be um, someone just is consistently playing well for them. And I think I think it probably will end up being Craig for the most part. Um, if if you're having, especially if you're having Aiden out there, um, because of the like because of the rebounding and he's a good enough shooter, like you said. Um, if you're playing against a team like the Nuggets, I think that's going to be useful. Um, but you know, if it's if it's Warriors round one, you're probably going to want more shooting. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, and Warriors round one is going to be is a very very big possibility now, which I think is is going to be awesome if, if that if that happens. We get it. So um, awesome for you. Well, awesome for <laughs> awesome for anyone. I mean, yeah, I'd be worried. I'd be really worried if. Yeah, to be fair, I'm kind of worried about facing anybody. So, like, yeah, I'm worried about is too much. either team. I thought you're not scared of the Nuggets, though. That's the one team that I'm like, I'm not at. Oh, or Memphis or Sacramento. Weirdly, yeah, the top three I'm less scared of than like everybody <laughs> yeah. below. So, anybody else? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, the Mavs now are kind of like, They can't, it's like they, it's really hard for them to win if they don't shoot like great from three. And, and they did shoot great. 
and they did and they still it was they shot 50 40 90 yeah for their whole team which is pretty unheard of um luca got to the line what it seemed like again and again and again watching this game in real time um and you know that that crazy run that hardaway had i think in the second quarter um every time you put the ball up i was sure it was going in yeah and even even with bullock shooting poorly you had uh hardaway who was just who was just hot as could be and um you know, I I don't know. It, it seems like there's just there's just one way this games couldn't go for them, where it's like live by the three, die by the three, but almost in a more, it's like almost the most extreme version of it, where like they're having to put up like even those Rockets teams were good enough defensively, where they could they could put up 110 in a game and still win, where where Dallas now it seems like. You know they're needing 100, 125, 130 because the defense has dropped off in this way. So um, that's going to be something to look for. And it seems like they like they were at home. They they hit pretty much everything. Um, like you might need 130 to beat them, but they're going to need 130 to beat you. Um, so it was a really fun game. Um, Luca misses that layup on the end at the end where he he barrels over I think a Kogi and. Um, should have been, no comment. yeah, should have, should have been called offensive. Um, and, um, there was the moment where, where Booker is like asking for the charge and then Lucas like, shut up, shut up, shut up. And then they get in each other's faces. Uh, it was an awesome way to end it. And if, I mean, if they, if they meet again, we'll see. Um, but I think, yeah, I think the takeaway has to be that the Mavs did play that well as a team and still lost. And yeah. I don't know what more you can ask for from what happened in that game. Because it didn't seem like there were too many turnovers. Maybe a better Luka game. Maybe. He was a little inefficient. But, like, when he gets the line that much, like, it kind of makes up for it. So, like, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, he's got to be better defensively, man. And like they're like I get it. it. The Suns are like very hard to defend now. And like you're not wrong that like there's probably like two teams in the league maybe that can like like comfortable somewhat comfortably defend us at this point. But like even then, like you gotta be a little bit better. Like they're giving up a lot of open looks. Um just I don't know, the, the on ball defense wasn't that great. And like the help like that kind of probably hurt the help, but like you know, they, they just seem like not, I guess they do seem a little lost at times, you know, like they're not a hundred percent sure what they're trying to give up. Um, and like they, yeah, it's just a lot of easy looks, a lot of like wide open threes. And like, well, we like didn't even hit all of them. The Suns have three, have three level scores at two positions now where KD and Booker, you feel comfortable with both of them driving hard pulling from mid-range and pulling from three. I think CP3, you could have, you used to be able to say that about him. He's in a different phase of his career now. And Aiden obviously is, is someone who you're not going to be seeing threes from. Um, but even those guys have the mid-range down. Like Aiden, Aiden's sort of underratedly good as a mid-range shooter. Um, and he can, 
No, you know, <laughs> you're not wrong. He just, it's one of those things where he frustrates me because he takes so many of them when I feel like he doesn't need to. Yeah. He, I um, mean, I think that's been a, that's been a valid criticism. Yeah. Years where he needs to be, but, but you're not wrong. Like he, he's capable of knocking down middies. So. Yeah. I think when the, when the open looks are there, I think they're going to be there down the road as teams start making choices about who they want to give up these shots to. Um, he's going to be able to knock them down. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the big question for the Suns was the depth, and it's I think Dallas sort of has the same problem. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I it's really hard to – you have two top-level top scorers, um, both teams do, but, you know, just the extra pieces that the Suns have, the stabilizing force in CP3, and, you know, it's weird to think of, of, of that – of that being all he is at this point, but like that might that might just be what he needs to be. Um, and I don't know, like I almost don't believe he has the capability to be like to go into a playoff game and get you like twenty five and twenty five points, ten assists anymore. Like I think it's I think the the expectations yeah. have to be have to be lower than that. Um, I think he can still get you like fourteen points, ten assists, no turnovers. Um, and that's super valuable for yeah, a team. You're really happy with that as as a elite offensive team already. Um, and then Aiden just feasting on these easy buckets, hopefully getting some offensive rebounds here and there, and maybe changing the energy of some of these games with with dunks and and uh, hustle energy plays like that. But um, did that did that game like change the outlook of of either of the teams in a, in like a macro sense for you? Um, not really. Uh, I think that it maybe just kind of put a, a little bit of a damper on, on the Dallas hype for me. Um, you know, it just feels like they are like, you know, they, again, like you said, like they had everything go right for them. Um, and like at best you're looking at a tied game going to overtime, you know, and that's what, you know, you're hitting everything. Right. Um, so I just feel like Dallas is playing with a really like small margin of error here. Um, and I don't think that changes against pretty much every single team um, that they're going to have to face in the West, which just makes, you know, their playoff run, like it just makes it a lot tougher for them to get through. Uh, I think Phoenix, though, like you kind of see in the flip side of that, like we have such a huge sort of margin of error now that like, you know, you can kind of <clears throat> afford to not play your best game. You can have a Kogi go, I guess, like, 0 for 7, 0 for 8, whatever it was from 3. Um, and you can still kind of find ways to win. Um, there are a lot of guys you can kind of shuffle in beside the two uh, superstars and you can kind of get the results. Um, I like the staggered minutes too. I uh, know we didn't really yeah. touch on that, but like I really like Durant running with the second unit. Um, you know, they're still kind of figuring some things out, but like, you know, they're getting open looks out of it, um, which is expected. And like, again, like it at least like gives like a little bailout option rather than like a campaign bailout like three uh, i feel a little bit more comfortable with kd being the bailout uh on some of those bench units so like that's kind of nice um so yeah no and it, like cp gets a lot more rest now like you don't kind of need him to go in and like kind of manage the second unit or like kind of manage the minutes that booker's not playing um so yeah no like, i i think for us like I, I felt good from like pretty much everything that i saw um and I wasn't even all that unhappy with the defense because it just felt like they were making some tough shots you know 
uh, I didn't feel like the defense was kind of falling apart. So, yeah, I I I would agree with the tough shot making. Um, I think that you know when when it does dry up for the Mavs, I think it's going to look a little a lot uglier than than it did. And yeah, it has the potential to be really ugly. Yeah, and <laughs> I think the Suns don't really have quite that problem because of the mid-range stuff that you can get from from the three the three-headed monster of ball handlers that they have now um so yeah i i don't yeah i definitely don't leave yeah i left that game feeling a little bit better about like the suns than i did about worse than i did worse about the maps i guess um just just to be able yeah. to see that that KD looked the way he did, um, and the 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 offensive flow and all of that, and then just the depth concerns not being as big of an issue as I thought it would be against a against a good team like that. Um, uh, before we move on to to the jaw stuff, um, oh boy. I can't. Yeah, I came across a stat the other day. Um, so since 1980, no team with a road record at the end of the season that's worse than 500 has won the championship. So really? Yes. So wow. here are the teams with the road record above at 500 or above right now. Um, Celtics, Knicks, Bucks, Sixers, Kings, Nuggets, Nets, and Clippers. So we don't have a road record over 500. The Suns are four games under. They're 15 and 19. We're four games under. That's wow. Can't play. Um, but they're going to play eight more road games. So right. opportunity there. Now the Mavs are also not on that list that I mentioned. They are 12 yeah. and 19 on the road. They're going to play 11 more road games. So they're probably not going to finish with a road record above 500. Um Grizzlies also not on there. They have 10 more road games to go and they're eight games under 500 on the road. Uh, same goes with Cleveland. They're, they're six games under. They, they have 10 more road games. Uh, who else is notable on here? Oh, and the Warriors, who are seven and 24 <laughs> on the road. This they have 10 more road games left. So they are guaranteed to not yeah. finish with the road record above 500. So. That's actually to keep in mind. I think I think in the Suns' case, obviously the team has changed in such a big way that you could maybe you want to throw this out the window. But uh, Dallas as well. Dallas as well. Um, but uh, yeah, I just thought that was interesting. The Cavs, I'm surprised about. Uh, that's probably the most surprising road record for me, uh, outside of the Warriors being terrible. Yeah, yeah. I expected the, the Cavs to be a little better. Well, how about the Knicks, 2012? Yeah, that's very impressive. We're going to talk about them after job, yeah. but um, yeah, the, the Cavs, yeah, I'm surprised the Cavs aren't closer to 500 or, or above, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So, okay, we have to talk about this jaw situation where he is now going to be indefinitely away from the team um, after a string of incidents where. Um, you know, I think the first the first thing that comes to mind is the the first thing, at least in the like the timeline of events here, was the the pickup game where he apparently flashed the gun at the seventeen year old, um, 
and then there was the thing with his mom at the Walmart where she like called for help and there was like nine people showing up with him and then the laser pointer thing with this with the pacers uh which now seems very very sauce yeah which <laughs> now it's gotten a lot worse because of this recent news the laser pointer thing in the car with the pacers uh yeah. some of the coaching staff i think or not not coaching staff but some of those people Training the traveling, staff, the traveling party like i don't really know what yeah. those are um and then this most recent thing, I think it was like early, you know, 2 a.m., 3 a.m., Sunday or Saturday, where Ja is, has, he has the, the, the pistol at the club in Denver, um, which, ha- which a lot of people extrapolated must have meant he got, he took that on to the team plane, which has a really harsh penalty um, according to these these bylaws that the NBA has, where it's like 50 game suspension, all this stuff. Um, so, yeah, um, this is after Stephen Adams had this players only meeting about um, not going out on the road and um, you know, sort of holding holding each other accountable. And he's 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 kind of the veteran on this team. Who besides besides uh, I guess who else do they even have? That's I mean I was gonna say Danny Green, but I forgot I forgot he's not there anymore. Um, I, I don't know if they do have another proper vet. I don't think like off the top of my head, I, I want to say they don't. Like if they do. He doesn't. <laughs> Luke Kennard? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, doesn't count. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's light, man. Like, yeah. Jenkins, who who is a pretty young coach, too, um, in the grand scheme of things. And, you know, now he's – the initially, we thought it was going to be two games, and then Jenkins came out and said it's indefinite and he's going to be away from the team for a while. Uh, The NBA is kind of investigating this now, and it seems like the – uh, the police department in the county of, of Denver or wherever the, the actual club was located um, is, is looking into it as well. But um, I didn't look at Jaws statement. What did he say exactly? Uh, hold on. Yeah. Let me pull it up. Cause I think we want to get this one. <laughs> Make sure I get this one right. Here. Um, let's see. So the full statement. CBS is uh, I take and I quote I take full responsibility for my actions last night I'm sorry to my family teammates coaches fans partners the city of Memphis and the entire Grizzlies organization for letting me down I'm going to take some time away to get help and work on learning better methods of dealing with my uh, dealing with stress and my overall well-being make of that what you will the dealing with stress is interesting to me, that part of it. Yeah, I'm not – I wasn't really sure where that kind of came from, to be quite honest with you. Like, I, I don't know if I'm – like, if I missed something in this whole thing. Like, I, I kind of expected, like, an apology for, like, having the gun or, like, showing the gun on Instagram Live. Like, I wasn't really expecting it to go in that direction, if that makes sense. Um. 
Yeah, the, I mean, it seems like it, it could have been more like straightforward about what actually happened. But if he, it, it, maybe it sounds, it sounds like he's apologizing for like sort of everything that's come out. Um, yeah. Regard like that's not just this one most recent thing, um, which I think is is the biggest deal and probably it should be. But um, the yeah, what the stress thing is really is really interesting. Um, I think. I think Jalen Rose had a Jalen Rose talked about this on TV where he said like like a lot of people are trying to blame all the uh, like whoever his his friends are and um, he's been described as like a lone wolf like in terms of like going out in different cities where he's not really going with the team um, and like the people that he surrounds himself with um, like there's a lot of there's a lot of blame being pointed towards them but he was saying Jalen Rose was saying that like those people are sort of in his life because Jaws make Jaws calling the shots about what they're doing most of the time I'd imagine and Jaws the one who's maybe maybe I don't know if this is true but like helping them financially because of his success as a player and all of that stuff so the i would hope that and i think i think a big part of this is not having the veterans on the team um yeah that can sort of help him with with the stress the stress part of it because he's a he's a he's a huge face in the league now um i don't think like the vitriol towards him is is very strong in terms of like after he has a poor performance or something, but you know, he had the most views of any player across the, across social media platforms last year because of all the crazy highlights and stuff that he was doing. Um, and so there's a big spotlight on him now. Um, and I, I don't think it helps when he says stuff like we're fine in the West. Um, but yeah, it's, it's concerning that like, that this happens like right after they had the meeting. Um, and it's not like someone took a video of him, like holding the gun, like he posted it himself and it was like a selfie type deal. So like, it's yeah, like, it was, you know, it was done with at least some sense, like, I don't know. Um, yeah. That's probably the most concerning part of it. Like, it's not like he got caught with it. Yeah. It's, it's sort of like he's flashing around. Like he, you know, he, it's, it's what he wanted to show. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it doesn't also help that like the Memphis team feels like it's got like this massive chip on their shoulder, like on the court. And like, I guess like that kind of mentality is kind of leaked off the court or maybe it's the other way around. I really don't know. Um, but yeah, it's just, I don't know that, that team, the, the, the vets, man, you need, you need some vets. It's like you're in the NBA now and like you're, second in the west they're second in the west this is the second year in a row that they're going to be that good you know um you've tasted some playoff success you're right there you're one of the favorites out of the, out of the west like you got to kind of have like everything else under control yeah um, so i don't know yeah like i, I mean it could happen for you this year you never know like it it yeah, the west is wide open man you, you don't know who's going to come out yeah. you, get, you get you get one lucky break um, injury yeah. on another team, something like that happens, and you're right there. So yeah, I think that's a really good point in saying like there's no like time to stop 
there's no like time to like stop or start, I guess, like laying down the, the foundation of like a routine and, and healthy habits, I guess. But well, that's uh, where I feel like, yeah, if you have like a, a veteran in there, like they kind of lock this stuff down like early, right? Like you have the first couple incidents and like the things get said, like, yeah, have that, that players only meeting early have like people in jaws here like even as much of a lone wolf as you might be like you gotta have people kind of on him and like kind of explaining to him what he's like the league that he's in now you know and like <clears throat> the, you know what he's doing is like you know the nba doesn't want that you know like this is it's a very pr driven league and he is probably given the league about as bad pr as he can get so <laughs> yeah gotta, yeah yeah no, I, I think uh, i think it's it's harder because he's, you know, he's only 23 and he is clearly the, the, the superstar on that team. He's clearly the best player. And I think it's harder to, to, to be judgmental, I guess, of, of what that person's doing when you're someone else on the team. But yeah, I think the, the more, the veteran presence, the more veteran presence you have, it's probably easier to do that. I don't think that's a, like a, a reprimand on some of those, the decisions they made with the roster though. Um, yeah. But it's just like, I don't know, there's a lot of factors that go into this stuff with team building. I, I think if anything, it just kind of shows like the teams that do go out and grab those like old, you know, veteran guys that, you know, sometimes we might clown them for it or like, you know, sometimes it doesn't really feel like a huge get, but like it, it can make a difference, you know? Yeah. There ever was a Udonis Haslam argument. This is it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And he'd be pretty true. what you deploy him for. So, um, yeah, I, I would imagine I'm surprised. So the one thing I will say, I'm surprised that there hasn't been anything that's come out about his dad talking about this, who is usually pretty big in the public eye. Yeah. Um, talking about, you know, all this stuff. And uh, he's had some he's had some negative moments as well, especially Shannon Sharp stuff. And uh, after being someone who is who is fun to to sort of uh, follow in the, the Timberwolves series, especially last year. But um, I'm surprised he hasn't sort of defended Jar or, or said something um, related to, to the statement. So maybe that maybe that comes out in the next couple of days. Um, I'd imagine that the if 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 Silver's office does something with this, I kind of imagine it's going to take a little bit. So if you had to guess the timeline on this, when do you think he comes back? Because I would say it's probably another, like, two weeks. Yeah, I was going to say, I think he comes back initially in two weeks. And then if, like, the NBA investigation, like, has, like, finds anything, I think he's going to get another suspension. And, like, that one could be a little longer, like, two weeks to a month. Yeah, so I I think this – So into the playoffs. Could – uh yeah i think so i think it's gonna bleed into at least the first round um i think you may i wouldn't be surprised to see him miss games in the first round because of this i'll say that yeah and like it's not that far away we're about a month and a half no yeah we're not we're i mean we're i I know the last day of the regular season is april 6th so we're a month away from that and then the playoffs start about a week after that so yeah so i would not be surprised to see him miss games in the first round so yeah i think um i think just yeah i i I mean these things can drag on 
So I don't really know. We haven't had a situation like this in the league in a while, honestly. So yeah. uh, it's like kind of who knows. And last time this happened, there was we had a different commissioner and all that stuff. Yeah, that's so, also true. Um, and I don't think I don't think Silver's really as hell bent on cracking down hard as as uh, God. I can't remember his name. That's sad. Stern, David Stern. Stern was. Yeah, I, I mean, I know. Massive, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> haunt my dream. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, as, as Stern was, I think Stern would have been all over this pretty quick, but. Um, no, Stern, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> so, Stern probably would have been on it from, like, the first, the Pacers instant. I feel like, yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean that, yeah. Like like you said before, that that makes this this recent thing look a lot look a lot worse, or it, the recent thing makes that look a lot worse, I guess. So um, yeah. we'll see where all this goes, but um, we'll we'll talk about the Knicks here, um, who have won nine in a row. Um, it's looking pretty much like they're going to be locked in to play the Cavs in the first round. Uh, we'll see which of those two teams gets the four seed and which gets the five, but it's looking like that's going to be the matchup. They beat the Celtics last night, um, and they're 3-0 against the Celtics. Um, I don't – do they play again if they're in the same division? I think they got to play one more time. Yeah, right? yeah. I think you play your division teams four times, so. Um, I can check that real quick. I think that math works out. If you play your division teams – Four times. Right, I just don't know if they do the- play every single division team. Yeah, I do not know what the easy way to check this is. We can move on. I'll find <laughs> <Okay>. out. <laughs> I'm um, I'm pretty sure they they're gonna have to play it one more time. But um... no, they they played them four times already. They so the Celtics won the. Are they, yes. The are they three and one? Okay. Yeah. Uh, but the first game was all the way back in November. Okay. For, okay. So I thought they were only played. different next team. Yeah. yeah. So the last three matchups have been all since January 26th. So. Okay. Okay. So quickly came off the bench last night. He was great. He had 38 points, played 55 minutes. It was a double overtime game. Um, Celtics were healthy. They had everybody. Uh, except maybe Rob Williams, but uh, the Knicks were missing Brunson. Yeah, the Celtics didn't have Williams. Uh, Knicks were missing Brunson. has been their best player. Uh, Josh Hart, if they got at the deadline, has been uh, great for them. He's he's a wing. He's, he's like their first wing that you have that they can throw out against guys like Tatum. I think Barrett was someone that they thought could maybe do this, but Hart's just an upgraded version of that. Um, and they're at a point now where they're not even playing Barrett at crunch time because of Hart. Um and Hart's a great rebounder, um, and I think they're a great rebounding team. So having him in there is able, you know, they, they want to be able to grind you out. I, th- I, know, I know Tibbs would love love that. Um, they're a fun team. Um, the vibes are really good. It feels like the 2021 version a lot. But, but a little bit more balanced. Slightly different pieces. Yeah, you're not real, like Randall was sort of like the offensive hub of that team. Um, and, it, and it didn't 
it just didn't carry over in the playoffs. And now you have Brunson to play off of him. And uh, quickly, they've, they've had some improved play from the young guys. So um, a slightly better version of that team, I would say. Um, do you th- – how surprised would we be if they beat the Cavs in the first round? Like, is that even a surprise? No, that was my hot take like a week ago, right? So, or like two weeks ago, yeah. So I, I would not be surprised. So you would – pick- I think that was my hot take. Was it? I don't think it was. It was, it was definitely the next meeting somewhere. the Kings. No. The Kings winning in the first round? Absolutely not. No, you're so, – Someone can go back and check this, I think. I said what? I think you. I think you said they were going to lose, and that was your hot take. Oh. Yeah, that also might have been. All right. Well, if it wasn't, now it is. Hot take: New York Knicks are going to win the first round. Uh, but no, I, yeah, I don't think. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised by them beating the Cavs. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, they, they just seem really balanced. Like, like, arguably more balanced than the Cavs are. Um, I'd say so. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I want to go so far as to say I trust Brunson a little bit more than Mitchell, but like I mean, Mitchell can have some some bad ones, man. So like the inefficiency starts hitting, and it's like wow, it's a lot of shots. So I don't know. I trust Mitchell more than Brunson. I think that's a ridiculous think so? question. <laughs> yeah. I, I think if Mitchell has a bad game, I don't know who else the Cavs go to. They're like I think Garland you feel can create. For the big guys. But now, then you're relying on somebody else to like shoot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, I don't know. I don't know if I trust that, that Cleveland team. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I definitely want to. To answer your question, I don't think I'd be overly surprised if New York is. I wouldn't pick the Knicks, but I, it's, a, it's a great matchup. I mean, like, that would be. Yeah. It's going to happen, it seems like. Um, yeah, I mean, we haven't talked about them nearly enough this year. We haven't talked about Brunson much at all. He's been really good. Nah. Um, and I, I was not high on him, so maybe that's part of it. But um, he's been great. Um, he's been the best player, even with Randall. Randall sort of proved that last year, his down year was the outlier when everyone thought that the previous year, when he had a great season, was the outlier. He's been He's been uh, – he, he hasn't been quite that, that 2021 level, but he's been uh, he's been really good. So, um, now if they played the Celtics in the second round, is that even an interesting – is that, like, something that goes beyond six – is, like, you know, like, is that a puncher's chance or uh, – I, I don't think they're in the same league as Boston in the playoffs, like healthy Boston in the playoffs. I'll, I'll say that. Um, freaky stuff can happen. Um, if, you know, Jason or Jalen go down, then it becomes a question without Rob, it might be a little interesting. Then I can maybe see it going six. Um, but otherwise, I, I think Celtics in like five games, pretty comfortable. Um, that team's it's just in a different league, man. And if they lock in for a playoff series, like I just don't know how you beat them. Yeah, <laughs> like I mean, New I York doesn't have think... like the X factor that can beat them. I'll say it that. is strange to me. I don't know if this is a coaching, this is more of like a coaching thing, but just 
the Celtics blowing that 28, that 28 point lead at home against the Nets and then next, next game, they have pretty much everybody and they lose again is pretty concerning to me. And then they blew another 14 point lead tonight to the Cavs. Um, although they didn't have Tatum, um, it's been a little bit of rumblings against, uh, against Missoula here. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much it is, but like, I don't think he's a great. I, like, I, the no timeouts thing is what you can like notice, but I don't know how much that like is really impacting his games. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It's hard for me to worry about that team. Um, yeah, me too. You know, like uh, I don't think regular season. Like close losses, I don't think bother me as much. Um, maybe I'm a little too dismissive of the regular season, but like it's just really hard for me to take stock into that. Mm-hmm. When like I saw them do what they did last year, like that feels a lot more. Um, yeah, the gap is getting bigger. Like what we didn't get seen. regular season in the playoffs for sure. So yeah, um, yeah, it's just different. Like every, everything's gonna be different. The rotation's gonna be different. What they play is gonna be different. They're not gonna want to show off to Cleveland. Hey, okay, this is how we're gonna stop you, mm-hmm. right? Like that. Yeah. So. Okay. Well. Yeah, I mean that's. I think that's all we got for today. Um, I couldn't come up with any of those quick hitters. <laughs> I've had the last <laughs> yeah. couple times. So I'll try to get some more uh, next time. Yeah, I'll figure something out for the next one. Yeah. It's because you have to the, the key with those is you have like they have to play the same position. So it's like Yeah. Like a lot of them, like I have a clear answer for. So like the the Savonis Bam one is like the, the classic one that we've done like <laughs> and then like, you know. What about like uh like in a Kogi or a Portis? Portis, Bobby Portis, yeah, or like a Kogi or <laughs> okay, uh, I'll take Bobby Portis. Wow, you're a Kogi hater. He's, Bobby he's good, man. It's proven in the playoffs. I don't know. It's proven. Kogi has not anything. Not yet. Where did Kogi come from? By the way, I remember him on the Dude, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how we got. <laughs> yeah, I think we picked him up. I want to say. Um, that yeah, he just kind of came out of nowhere. He's also not great to start, if I remember right. And then like out of nowhere, he just became like like the guy. Uh, starts okay. going like twenty games. Four in Sacramento right now. We have a chance. <laughs> a chance. All I can ask. Toronto for. with a bad loss to Denver. I'll say that I was watching the end of that game. Bad loss. Why? Well, they had a five-point lead with, like, a minute to go, and they oh. lost, so. Yeah, yeah, like, it's not a bad loss on face value, but, like, they, like, gave away another lead in the game. So, I don't know, that team just can't finish. It's pretty embarrassing. I was trying to come up with a quick hitter while you research this trade, I guess. Yeah, yeah, we got to track down how Kogi came here. I'm doing my best. I'm on basketball reference transactions at the moment. <laughs> Desperately searching for Kogi. Yeah, we signed a Kogi in the summer, so he must have gotten like I don't know. Okay. Released? Maybe it's just free agent. You know, this. Interesting. Wild man. Halliburton or Levine? 
Oh, Halliburton. Yeah, I agree. Give me Halliburton. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll try to come. You see uh, Halliburton uh, clap back at Pat Bev? That's like a weird beef, by the way. Like, I don't know why Halliburton and Pat Bev have beef. But, like, I did not fun. see this. I don't know. Okay, yeah, he like, because Bev like talked mad shit to him, I think, like last year. And Halliburton, I think, had a game winner yesterday in Chicago. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, I saw the game. Yeah. yeah. Um, hmm. I'm trying to come up with one more. But. You're yeah, sorry. I don't know. I got nothing. Um, Grant Williams. Or. Or. <laughs> it's actually kind of tough. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what a good comparison point would be. Brogdon or Hero? A hero. You think so? I might hero, yeah, Hero doesn't get enough respect. I might lean Brogdon, man. I, I Brogdon's like good, but he's only he, – Brogdon's so like – The problem with him, he's great like once a week. <laughs> I mean, Hero's not that much better. But Hero can like – like there were there were games when Hero was like carrying their offense when the rest okay. of the, like the rest okay. of their team is just not like are right. just like these catch and shoot guys like when when like right. Jimmy and is Bro- like, Brogdon doesn't mean and like right. like Brogdon he has all those he has all those tools so okay with the okay. all right that's valid all right I think we're gonna do it or that's gonna do it so yep. I didn't sleep watch some basketball games. <laughs>